Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the What The Duck podcast. I'm Dina Hassanin. And I'm Nikita Kanda. And we're absolutely buzzing. I don't know if you can hear it in our voices. Because <laughs> I usually sound the same for all podcasts, but I'm actually super, super excited today because we've got the lovely Emily Appleby, um, who is actually a fortune teller. So, so excited about this one. I know. <laughs> I need to know what's going on in my life. <laughs> Nikita's got millions of questions for you. But <laughs> okay. before we even come on to that, um, I actually spoke to Nikita about this episode a while ago. I was like, I would love to, I would love if we get she someone did. who is like psychic or in tune with spirits because it's something that I actually really believe in yeah and so do I actually um, which I'm so happy yeah. about because when I speak to other people they're like Dina stop being crazy yeah. Dina stop so Aww. we're really really excited to have you on but um before we ask you questions and delve into your psychic life um we play a game called rapid fire okay okay and it's just gonna ask some random questions yeah. just to get you comfortable um okay. no pressure we're not gonna be mean to you yeah and okay. just give like whatever answer comes straight to your mind just all right let's do just it guys do it. it okay so yeah love or money love cats or dogs cats if you could eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be oh that's a hard one um potatoes just potatoes. potatoes that's why i'm like this <laughs> love potatoes if you could only eat one dessert for the rest of your life what would it be oh Oh, uh, oh! Oh, I know. It tells you about How can you person. choose one dessert? It's just the game. You have to pick one dessert. And that's supposed to be quick. This is rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've lost. I've failed. <laughs> no, no, game failed. over. <laughs> um, uh, strawberries. Oh, yeah. Strawberries. That's not a dessert. You can. Of course it's a Eat dessert. a mess, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was actually visualising the meringue. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, but... it's your life. You can pick strawberries. I'm sorry. Why am I getting so no, many? No, it's, it's because I, I'm, I'm gluten and dairy free. Okay. So okay. eating mess I love, but I can't eat it. So if oh. that was the only thing I could eat for the rest of my life, I'd be really ill. Uh, so would you want to know, like, when you're going to die or how you're going to die? Ooh. It's a deep one. Oh, that's an interesting question. I'd rather know when. When. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's actually a really good yeah. one. I can't see anything. And what about you guys? What would oh, you rather know? I think when as well, because then you can just plan and you've got, you know how much time you've got to do all the things you want to do. See, I don't think I'd want to know either. I'd be like, nope. Yeah, but if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I'd just like run away. I can't. No, I actually can't. But- if I knew when and mm-hmm. someone told me tomorrow or something, yes. I'd like... Yeah, like, you would. Yeah. Or if someone told me how, let's say they said you're going to get hit by a bus, I'll just spend my life being paranoid and scared of buses. Yeah, but, you would be. But the thing is, if you knew when, that doesn't necessarily mean you know how. So, so you might be really ill for a really long time. Mm. I know. So it doesn't mean that you can necessarily have until that moment. Yeah. So you still have to live every day like it's your last. True. That's true. Very I'm true. just too paranoid about everything. That's you why are. I'm like, I'd rather so not paranoid. know. I'd rather not know. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, would you rather always feel really itchy or really sticky? Oh God, that's a that's a difficult one because right now I'm a bit sticky. <laughs> it's quite hot in here. It is hot it in is here. Hot. Yeah, yeah right. no is. fans. No. <laughs> we'll We're like, yeah, COVID safe, no fans. Um, yeah, probably sticky. Really? Sticky, yeah, because you can always drip off the stick. Yeah. But you can't itch off the itch. Yeah, itchy yeah. is like burns, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could pick between only ever seeing your friends or only ever seeing your family, which one would you pick? What if your friends are your family? Oh, that's true. I have friends like that. Sorry to be difficult. No, no that's, that's difficult. cute. That's really cute. You're not being difficult. No, that's cute. I like that answer. Yeah. Would you rather always be really hot, like a horrible heat wave hot, or really cold? Ah, well, so this is a this was a family question, actually. So I'm not very good at rapid fire because I go off tangent. You'll get used to me. I, I ramble. So, um, so my dad used to say he'd rather be really cold 
because you can always put on more layers. Yes. But I would rather be really hot because when I'm cold, I'm cold to the bone. Yeah. And layers don't really make a lot yeah, of difference. Different. Yeah, that's the end of mine. Yeah, okay. same. Thanks, okay. I mean, I mean you, you didn't do rapid fire, but we learned about you. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. like that. Eating mess and cold feet. Yeah, and your dairy and gluten free as yes, well. absolutely. Cool. Mm. Um, so tell us about the moment or how you realised that you were psychic. Well, it, it was a gradual process of becoming aware, but my what, probably one of my oldest memories ever was uh, when I was five. And I... I don't know why this sticks in my head, but probably because it was fundamental to my way of thinking. And I remember sitting with my father again and saying to him, what time is it? I don't know why a five-year-old would even say that, but I said, what time is it? And the radio said, it's four o'clock. And uh, I was like, oh. So, and we both laughed and we thought, oh, that's yeah. really interesting. Why the timing? And it could just be coincidence. Yeah. Could just be coincidence, but it changed the way that I thought about how I was in the world. Mm. And but my my dad... Uh, was this way inclined. So I'll probably speak about him quite a lot if you want to know about psychic things because he was a big influence. Yeah. So my dad was this way inclined and he had a whole wall of books on psychic phenomenon. And so when I learned to read when I was seven, those were the first books I read. Oh, wow. So I was reading about um, what his books, they called it extrasensory perception, ESP. And so he had loads of books on ESP, hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, astral projection, anything around those lines. And so I just read them. And then my dad and I would talk about them all the time and we would try to practice them. So from five to seven, I became more and more immersed in it. But then I had a relatively normal childhood. I know that sounds like a bit odd after what I've just said to you, but I had a relatively normal childhood and didn't realize that those things were a bit unusual until much, much later, until I was, um, until I was about 19. 1920 and I met um, somebody who was learning how to read tarot cards and she read my cards and they all came true. I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. I have to learn how to do that. Yeah. So I went out and I bought a book and, um, and I'd kind of forgotten about my childhood and knowing these types of things. I'd, or I'd kind of just taken it for granted that it, everybody was like that. So uh, the cards weren't something I really knew a lot about, but the things that I did as a family were just kind of commonplace. Mm. So then I basically taught myself how to read uh, when I was about 20. And then from there, I learned how to read palms and tea leaves and just developed it. That's so oh, cool. wow, that's mm. so cool. So it's just like started off with like your little intuition you had. Yeah. And it kind of grew from there. Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. And can you tell me a bit more about like what it means to be psychic? So there's, I mean, I think there's a really broad variety of different types of psychic phenomenon, intuitive ability, uh, but I think core, at, at its core, uh, we all have the ability to connect in that way. We can just do it in different ways. So some people, some people see things, some people hear things, some people know things, um, some people sense things. I'm more of a sensor, so um, so I don't see and I don't want to hear, and I don't like. I don't want to hear voices. No, you know. Can no. you block that out? By the way, is well, that something you can do? When I was first learning how to read cards, I was riding my bike. This was many, many years ago. I was riding my bike, and I started to like hear these weird noises. I was like, No, I don't oh. want to go there. Yeah, wow. I don't want to go there. I don't want to know. So you can kind of block it out. Um, but at that time, I was uh, I was hanging out with this cute boy. I was at uni, and we uh, he had a VW bus like one of those really old vintage ones. Mm. And we used to sit late at night reading cards for each other and um, and spooky stuff used to come up. And basically we just wanted to have a snog. 
<laughs> but you know and and um and so i was kind of really getting very open with it and the girl that had read my cards the first time um she was she was went more to the dark side i've never gone that way i don't want to be involved in anything kind of spooky i mean i guess what i do is to some people is considered spooky yeah but i've always tried to keep it very light very positive very optimistic very helpful healing um, but she got into Ouija boards and she was, she, and she you know, she was a bit scary, actually. Yeah. She ended up kind of going a bit scary. And, um, but I was friends with her then. Yeah. So we, the, we were like really building this kind of energy. And lots of people at uni that I was close to were kind of interested in developing this way of being or this way of thinking. So, um, oh, I forgot what your question was. What was um, the question? I forgot my question. I was just literally oh, enchanted um, by you. I'm just like, saying. oh my God, sorry. <laughs> uh, what did I, oh yeah, I said what the psychic. Um, Means me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I was saying, so everybody has a different way. So you asked about the vo- voices. The voices, yeah. So I don't hear voices, okay? okay? I just want to make okay. that very clear. I don't hear voices. But back then, many, many years ago, I I was really involved in kind of opening myself up. And and I had been, I I had dabbled with a Ouija board because she had dabbled. She, she wasn't dabbling. She sure. was well into it. Mm-hmm. I dabbled. It wasn't my thing. I didn't want to really go there. I did it a few times with friends and it got a bit scary. So I was like, mm, no. Yeah. And I don't like horror films. I don't like scary things. Yeah. I don't like blood. You know, I'm not a... I'm quite squeamish. So yeah. for me, like that's not a direction I want my life to be. I want it to be all love and light and everything good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so when I had those, like, I, I was really connected to kind of stuff because I was doing a lot of reading and around all that. And then I just was like, no, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I don't want to hear things and I don't want to see things. I don't want to turn a corner and see a ghost. I have a friend from about 15 years ago who... Uh, who's now a doctor she's like a hospital consultant i won't wow. say who she is um, okay. but she told me many years ago back about when we were first friends I, i've kind of lost touch with her now but um probably because she told me this and she doesn't want anyone to know but basically she told me that she uh used to wake up and at the end of her bed she would see dead people oh. okay now i don't want to do that yeah. i don't want have anything to do with that i don't want that in my life i don't want that in my consciousness i don't want to be concerned about that so i've made a conscious choice that that is not that is not my reality. And you just block it out. I you block it out. say that it's not part of your life. So yeah. It kind and it, of and it don't you. exist. It, it doesn't exist. I don't have, it doesn't happen to me. That's insane. But what does happen to me is I'm empathic. So, um, so I pick up on vibes. Okay. Which is good and bad. So I can pick up on a, I can read a room just by being in it. Like if you blindfolded me, I can kind of tell things. Oh, okay. right. Mm. Oh, I'm so yeah. intrigued by you. This is amazing. So, <laughs> So what kind of things do people usually come to you and ask you for, like for you to kind of tell them about their future, their love life or? Well, so I have, I've pretty much avoided for the last 10 years, I've avoided doing one-to-one readings. Okay. Uh, since lockdown, I started again. I haven't wanted to do one-to-one readings because I've just been, I've been having so much fun working at events, working at parties. Yeah. And the kind of feedback I get is I'm, I'll read for a whole group of people all at the same time. So I might read everybody's palms at the same time or I might do lots of people's cards in rapid succession. Yeah. And then the kinds of feedback I get are like, how did you know that? Well, I was just around the corner. Or like, we were just talking about that in the other room. Did you did you hear us? Yeah. yeah. You know, or, or that's what my boss told me at my annual review. How can you know that? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I... Do it the other way. Other way. So I'm tell basically them. telling people things. Uh, they're coming to me because they're curious. And I'm telling them things that help them to open their consciousness and expand their minds. Cool. But people do come to me. So 
people do when I do do private readings people want to know about boyfriends they yeah. want to know about <laughs> marriage I mean one time I was at a wedding and um and somebody a man came up to me and he said to me he he uh, sort of motioned behind him and said and there were two women behind him he said which one my wife or my lover <gasps> no yeah Men are trash. I know. I Men know. are trash. I, know. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you something before I forget because I know I'm going to forget. Right. You mentioned that you go off vibes. Can I ask you what vibe you got when you came in from Nikita and I? Oh, yeah. well, you're lovely, aren't you? Oh, I mean, it's vibe. I mean, I have to kind of be in the zone. Okay. So, yeah. Um, sorry, Nikita, I keep asking questions. This is like no, my no, dream no, come no, true. No, I'm no, like, I'm no. asking a psychic so many things. So, I um, come from an Arab background mm. and black magic is massive in countries like Egypt and Morocco. Exactly. Um, in and India as well. Seriously? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember um, my nan used to tell me a lot of stories from her childhood. Um, and she told me once that when they were younger, so when she was a child, she had like seven brothers and sisters. Yeah. They were robbed because um, Egyptians have a lot of gold. That's the kind mm. of in their wealth. So they'll have gold locked up in their house. Um, and somebody stole it. Oh. And we had um, a psychic actually, they had a psychic come in um, and she made like a cup of coffee and she made my great uncle look into this cup of coffee oh, yeah. and he saw exactly who came into the house, <gasps> who took it, where they were, and then they found them. And ever since she told me that story, I've been yeah. massive on things like this because I just really do believe in yeah. it. So I wanted to ask you, what is the weirdest vibe or experience that you've had that you've kind of been like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened? Oh, well, uh God, Take your time I, like, to think. so yeah. many to choose from. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I'll just tell you this because it's quite, well, it's fascinating. I can't believe I'm going to say it on through a microphone. But basically, he, my dad he died in 2003, and oh. I kind of knew it before he died, even though he died unexpectedly. Um, and I was I was in Greenwich at the time, and he was in America, um, and suddenly everything got very weird, and uh, my body got like I felt really kind of sick and kind of dizzy. And um, uh, long story short is I got a phone call. I, I noticed I had a missed call and there was, uh, and my brother had called and he, he'd uh, left a voicemail and the voicemail just said, you need to call me. So I just knew that my dad had died, even though, cause I'd known how I'd felt sort of weird. Um, and then, um, but he didn't tell me, my brother didn't say anything. My dad had already died at that point, but I yeah, didn't, sure. didn't know. And then I was with this new group of friends. I didn't know them very well. Um, that, like there was a friend of mine, I was doing a master's degree and she was, she's my friend from the master's degree. And then these were all her friends. Um, and I was like, listen, I think I need to go home. And at that point I was living near Manor House. So really far from Greenwich. Yeah. And I thought I've, I've just got to get home. I've, I know something's very wrong. I need to get home. So this lovely guy who I've never seen again, who was so sweet. He, uh, he's like, I'll take you. And it was so lovely. And he just hopped me on the back of his Vespa and gave me his helmet and I mean, to get from Greenwich to, um, sorry, to uh, Manor House is quite a journey. Yeah. Okay. But there are quite direct ways you could go. But he didn't do any of that. He did this really amazing journey. So my dad had never been to London and I'd lived here a long time. And he'd always said, oh, I'll come. And he never got around to it. Okay. But that night that he died, he had a tour of London because this guy on the Vespa, he took me... He took me around Piccadilly Circus. Like Piccadilly Circus is nowhere on route between yeah. Yeah. Greenwich and and uh, Manor House. Took me around Piccadilly Circus. Took me there. 
Houses of Parliament. I, I basically saw all the sights of London that night on the back of a Vespa. Yeah. Wow. I know. You think that was your dad? That was my dad getting to see his wow. last trip of London. At least that's my take no, on it because it's so odd. Believe yeah. that. And like yeah. I was going to say, so obviously, do you ever get feelings about your own life or things that are going to happen to you before it happens? Obviously, you kind of knew about your dad, but like for your own self. Well, I mean, again, I, I can come up with loads and loads of examples, but a very flippant example would be coming here today. You had said that the parking wasn't brilliant, mm -hmm. but I um, I was like, well, I'm just going to park as close. I will drive as close as I can and then I'll and then I'll just find a space. But as I was driving, I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to stop here and then I'll walk. And it was like it was the very last pay and display space. So the rest, so then I parked at the very end of the road at the very last pay and display space and there weren't any others between here and Yeah, and the so it's just like your intuition, you feel like. Yeah. You have very strong intuition about things. Just things like that. I make lots of mistakes too. I'm not, I'm not yeah. infallible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I tell everybody when I, when I read at events, I say, this is for fun. It's, it's an event. We're here to have a good time. I'm wearing a costume. Yeah. So I try to like soften it to, to reduce people's expectation of what they're going to get. So I always say to people, listen, I don't know the lottery numbers. Yeah. yeah. I you bet know. you get that all the time. I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, and if I did know the lottery numbers, would I be sitting? Yeah. yeah. Would I be and sitting in an event with a costume on? I'd be yeah. a Fiji, exactly. <laughs> and I often say like, being fanned by a Adonis type character feeding me grapes. Great. Yes, exactly. Like, is exactly. There, is there anything that you've told someone that has like upset them or something that you wish you didn't tell them? Oh, constantly. Can you tell us some examples? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so prior to taking this bizarre talent and turning it into an act, mm -hmm. I uh, I tried to be a normal person. <laughs> I really tried what is hard. Normal? Yeah. Well, you know, I tried to I tried to have a desk job. I tried to work as a manager. I tried to kind of work my way up. Mm -hmm. I tried to wear a suit and be respectable and be able to tell my neighbors what I did for a living, you know, things like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can't do any of that now. Um, I have to go out. I go out the door in like one outfit and then usually I end up having to change wherever I am because I couldn't wear elaborate costumes on my on my road. So yeah. my neighbors would be like, whoa, yeah. what's that? So uh, what did I, what have I done? What have I said that was wrong? Yeah. So basically, I um I used to have these desk jobs, proper jobs, and I was always upsetting people. Oh. Not everybody. Half of the people that in a in a group somewhere usually think that I'm fantastic and I really, you know, and we connect really well and everybody thinks I'm great and I think they're great and everybody's happy. The other half, or maybe less than half, a smaller percentage of people in that group are hate me. What for for your for your abilities or for what you say? What you I think because I often say I often can pinpoint the subtext of a situation mm. without understanding at the time that that's what I'm doing. So mm. I often just say what seems obvious to me. Mm. Um, and then sometimes people haven't actually come to terms with it themselves or they're not even aware or they're horrified that I would know it. Like they think, right. oh my goodness, I was trying so hard to keep my face like this yeah. and keep, you know, and, and she's seen right through me. But I'm not doing it because I'm trying to upset them yeah. or offend them. I just naturally do it. Were you trying to like hide who you were? Is that why you went for that job? Like all these office jobs or why did you just embrace yourself? Well, I think what I do is quite a unique and quirky thing. And uh, it didn't really exist. I mean, you know, you have to kind of be in the right place at the right time and know the right people. And I think if you 
don't, then you don't really know how to use that talent in that way. Mm. I This is how I got into doing it at events. So basically I um, fell asleep one day on the Piccadilly line and um, and I woke up somewhere along the train and sitting directly across from me was this man. He didn't really know anything about me. He didn't know that I read cards. He didn't know anything about this whole psychic thing. So I wake up, he's sitting there, I'm sitting there. Basically, like, well, I open my eyes, I look at him, he looks at me, he smiles at me, I smile at him. He says, do you do dream analysis? And I thought he was taking the mickey, yeah. you know? I thought he was like, because I was asleep, asleep yeah. right? So I was like, well, what's your dream? And he said, no, it's not for me, it's for my girlfriend. She has an agency and she's looking for somebody. No. Yeah. It's like and it found you. Oh, it like found, it just, it's always it's found always me. It's always found you, yeah. Yeah, it's always found me. That's a really good assessment, actually. Yeah. You can like do you, my job. Yeah, like, is it like, well, <laughs> what, like, like, you said, like, you were trying to do a normal job and this and that, and, like, it's just always come to you sort of thing. So. Yeah. Well, like, even when um, that girl that read my tarot cards that first time, I was working in a home for people with learning disabilities. And then this girl reads my cards. She was working there as well, and she read my cards on a break. And so, like, if she hadn't done that, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, maybe at a different point in my life, I might have yeah. picked up some cards. But it was because of her. She triggered that in me. That's so cool. Is, is yeah. there anything that, um, I'm just gonna like ask, ask, is there anything that you pick up on me and Dina like that you could tell us? Or do you have to put your tablet on your so I can have a look at your hands. Ooh! So if you just put them up. <laughs> sure. I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and turn them over so it's the back. Oh my God, I'm so excited oh. right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikita, you're much more private than Dina. And, but you're both very discerning. Uh, so the palms just tell you about your character. They don't really tell you anything mm. about woo, what's going on. In terms of love life though. Oh, tell me I need this. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms, so, so you're both really, really like driven. And I can tell that in relationships, you're pretty intense. Mm. Both, Who, of you, both of us? Both of you are very mm. intense. <laughs> Um, okay. And quite, I have to say, a bit unforgiving, actually. Like, it has mm. to be just so, or it's you're not going to waste your time. Yeah. Who's, who, are you right or left-handed? Right-handed. Right-handed. Yeah, and I also, so in terms of, in terms of what I do, I think you're more inclined to think that there's something in it, whereas you're more skeptical. You're more analytical, more like, how does it work? I've got to figure it out. I'm not sure, but because you don't have a line of destiny that runs through the center of your palm. Really? I mean, I do Whereas, really believe in it because I've been to psychics before and yeah. been told things and then I'm, some things haven't come true. So I'm like, oh, I don't know which way. But then, well, I'm, it goes. I'm really, I, can, I get that. I'm really into it, which I, I always think. Oh, what's this line of destiny? So if you look at the other hand, so you see that line that runs through destiny. the center? Oh, I don't it's, have it. No, exactly. You don't. Have <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means that you make your own path. I, I'm a bit of both. Like I, I think you make your own way and you do you make your own decisions. But then I also I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's meant to be will be. Um, but yeah, and I, guess, right. I guess you're right. But though. you're pretty intense though. You don't leave much to chance. You might be mm. what will be will be, but you don't just sit back and let things happen. Was... In terms of like love life, yeah. like I tried to just be like whatever's meant to be will be. Go with the flow. You know, be as open as I can be um, and be vulnerable for once. But that didn't work out in my no, way. No, it's so. not your way to be. 
Really? Well, you're because you plan everything, don't you? You're very sensible in how you do things. You know everything's going to be just so. Sometimes, and not you're always. Intense. I think I need reading glasses. Yeah. It's no, that's fine. fine. No, 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 no that's really interesting to know because, like, yeah, like, I do agree with what you've said. Um, but yeah. you don't have to. I won't be offended. No, no, no. I said that. Like sometimes I am a bit planner. Some planner. Sometimes I'm not. But yeah, yeah. I, what you've said with the whole. I'm like intense. I think I can probably, intense, yeah, be like that. I know I'm intense. I, I've tried to like, yeah, what you said about, you know, I make my own way. I do try to do that. I do try and just, you know, I'm driven like that. You're so, very driven. Yeah, very, very driven person. So I feel like, yeah, if I want something, I'll go out and get it. She's I'm so into right. Right now. Yeah, I love like, it. Oh my God, I've got a line. I'm <laughs> oh going to go God. around to the, everyone I see there, like, by the way, look at my line of destiny. Honestly, this <laughs> I never sense. even noticed that. That's so cool. Because so does that on. mean destiny for you? You just kind of go, she goes with, what will be for her? It, well, it means that you um, that you look out for signs. I do. I really do. And I'm always like, if I get really frustrated, I have a wobble and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to mm. end up where I need to be. I just need to keep going. Yeah. But yeah. I will end up where I need to yeah. be. You trust. You I, trust yeah, that you'll I, be I, all right. I try to be like that. Because you know when you see signs, you're like, oh my God, is that a coincidence or is it a sign? So I'm a bit like that as well. I'm like, is it? You know, I do think like that sometimes, but then I'm just like, oh, if it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened, sort of thing. Yeah, like, I know. But can't it be coincidence and a sign at the same time? Well, can it? <laughs> Why not? Why okay. not? Can't it just be something leading to something else? Yeah. Doesn't everything lead to something else? All right, so it doesn't have to be two separate things then. I don't think so. I mean, who decides? I don't yeah, believe. True. In, I don't believe in coincidence at all. You think yeah. everything is? Fated. Oh my god! Yeah, which is probably not the best attitude to have yeah. because when you look for it. Everyone might see them and be like, oh, Dean, it's just a coincidence. I'm like, hell no, was it a coincidence? Yeah, like, I, that I, was meant so, to be there. But yeah. even if it is a coincidence, it still influences how you see things. Mm. It still changes your approach to things. So, I mean, coincidence, signs, whatever it is, how you live your life is, is guided by what happens in your life and mm. who comes into your life. So now that we've met, things that you've said will influence me, things that I've yeah. said will influence you. So whether you believe that it's your own doing or there's more going on really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. It's how you it's how you take it on board you and what like you do with it. feel like it could be it. both though. Like we do make our own path, but it's also what your life will, is meant to end up as well. I do think a bit of both. Yeah, yeah well, I think I think that... Choices we make. You can it? believe that, um, that everything's fated. Yeah. But at the same time you have choices to get to where things are, which influence the quality of your life on yeah. route. I feel like you have a hundred different paths and depending on which path you take, it has a specific fate. So it's almost like, oh, it's like the butterfly effect. You know how yes, like one exactly. thing changes. I, I really do believe in that. Um, yeah. And there's one thing I actually wanted to ask you. I don't know if you're going to have the answer for this, but right. I get really bad sleep paralysis. Like, do you? Really bad. I wake up oh. and I see faces. Um, sometimes oh. I wake up out of my body and I look at my body while huh? I'm sleeping. I didn't know this. So, I, yeah, I know, I don't really well, talk about you waited, it. Well, you waited till this point yeah. in the interview to just, tell me this. I know, I was just gonna ask, what do, <laughs> why do people get sleep paralysis? Like, what is that about? Do you know? Well, I mean, obviously there's scientific reasons for it. Right. But this friend of mine who was the doctor, she she explained her seeing ghosts at the end of her bed in that way. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just sleep paralysis. Yes. But, um, you know, it can be explained in so many different ways. So you can think maybe it's just a time when you are actually beyond the veil. You're in a different, different, um, you know, your soul kind of yeah. or your spirit is 
is kind of in a different place so you're more connected in some way okay i mean i'm i don't know i'm not there no no i mean no, i'm course. not an all-seeing all-knowing shaman yeah I, mean, I could be just from what i could pretend <laughs> i could pretend to be yeah um but i think i think you can interpret that in many many ways actually mm. um and the key is like Dina's crazy. No, 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 no. That's awful though. It's quite scary. It is that, quite isn't scary. It? It's got better. It's like it used to be really bad. When I lived in our old house before we moved, um, it doesn't happen so much now. But like, I used to wake up with scratches all over my body from oh. my sleep paralysis, and oh. I guess it could have been me. Well, yeah, but they're always so fresh, and I was just like, why is it actually, still bleeding? I've had it where I've woken up and I've had, you know, when you get, um, I've obviously dug my nails into my hand while I've been sleeping, maybe like dreaming about something, and I woke up and I've literally got like like nail marks then I'm like wow. I must have done that to Did myself while I'm sleeping dreaming about something but yeah like I kind of get it it's scary yeah it's scary wow you two are intense I yeah. know I was supposed to be the crazy one yeah I would be like what I did not expect that from these two but no yeah. but actually um, about waking up and seeing yourself yeah. um, do you know how I told you that with my dad uh, we used to talk about astral projection and yeah. he had this book do you know what that is no, no. <laughs> okay so yes, so my dad had all these books on his wall about all these different things. And one of them was astral projection, which is uh, the, the concept behind astral projection is that you your spirit leaves your body while you sleep or when you meditate and it, can, it goes other places, but it's connected by a silver thread with your abdomen to your abdomen. This is what I read when I was seven. Okay. Um, so, and you can Google astral projection and you can learn all about this if you want to. But um, it's not unusual for people to wake up and see themselves. Okay, good. As, or not wake up, but to but be to see seeing in themselves the sleeping. Yes. As long as it's normal, or like, oh, someone else has had it, I'm all good. Because sometimes I'm just like, what yeah. the hell is happening to me? Well, it's paranormal. Yeah. It's unusual. Yeah. But it's not unheard of. Okay, good. The thing that really fascinates me, and I, I know we're going to go off topic here, is um, spontaneous combustion. I was well into spontaneous combustion. Have you ever heard what, of this? What, is it when people you burn? Yeah, they just end up gone. Like all that's left is boots and ash. Oh. So my dad and I were really into that. That's we a used thing. to. I never it was a was... big thing was when I was like, a kid. Was it like I could just spontaneously combust right now? Yeah, it never, the thing is it never seemed to happen with witnesses. It always but happened it, when wow. people weren't around. So it was what? one of those paranormal things. I, I mean, I haven't read about it for a long, long time. I, yeah. No one talks about it anymore, but it was a big thing when I was a kid. So that's creepy. That's not something that I'm into at all. Okay. I'm all love and light, stars and I happiness. Like There's so much we could talk about. <laughs> I know. I, I wish know. we could talk oh. forever. But honestly, thank you so much thank for you. coming. I, I, I've been saying to Nikki, I'm so excited about this episode forever because I feel like I can unleash my freakness now and be like, oh my God, I'm okay. <laughs> no, it was so interesting. And like, I'm so intrigued by you. Uh, well, I feel like we only t scratched the yeah. surface. Only no, definitely. I feel like one to. hour was not enough, was it? We definitely. definitely need to ask you more, but thank you so much. And if you enjoyed our conversation, you can catch up with other episodes for more discussions that will have you saying what the duck <laughs>